shot, every block, every game. We're your home for Clemson basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Off right now here on the roar with Brad and John. Thanks for joining us. Final hour of the week. I know it sounds weird to say that. Bringing Daniel Shirley on our final hour of the week. It's not a Thursday. It is Friday. But Daniel moved over to Friday. We're glad to have him. Our good friend from theAthletic.com, senior editor, to talk a variety of things with us today. Good morning, Daniel. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? College baseball starts today, right? So we're excited about that. Practice gets underway this afternoon. I know over at Doug Kingsmore, they'll be they push their practice back a little bit, but they'll be getting out there later on this afternoon. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's it's here. It's upon us. Another sport we can get mad about. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of how I look at it. College basketball, real quickly, I uh, want to get your thoughts on on the college game. Uh, Clemson going to Duke tomorrow. That's a that's a big game for the for the Tigers. I, I think they have a chance. What about you? Yeah, I don't think Duke's playing really well right now. Um, you know, you saw how they lost to Pitt the uh, you know the other night, and I, I just I think that Clemson has the the talent to get it done. But Brad, they've got to play better on defense. I you know they they just and defense is about effort and want to and and I mean I think they have the players to be better defensively but they've just got to play better defensively and and you know they did they played a little bit better the last time out you know the Georgia Tech game was was not good I mean we've seen some other games where they've really struggled defensively but if they if they play anything close to being solid on defense they're so good offensively that I, I think they can they can have a good second half of the season. But if they don't play any defense, then that just puts so much pressure on your offense to score pretty much every time down the court. And that can't you, – you just can't win like that in college right. basketball. You can, you can win a couple of games and you can have big moments and everything, but you can't do anything of note if you don't play any defense. So, you know, again, if, if they play good defense, I think they do have a chance. And that would be kind of the – I mean, I know they've got some marquee wins for the season in the non-conference, but that could be a really good jumping-off point to the to the final month and a half of the season uh, if they could get a good, uh, get a win tomorrow afternoon. Daniel, let's move over to the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons have found their man in Raheem Morris, someone that they had on their staff previously. Uh, do you like yep. this hire? I know he's a he's an Arthur Blank guy. Uh, I I think Morris. Probably deserved a second chance in the NFL, and it's been a long time since he's been a head coach. I don't really count that interim tag that he had with the Falcons, but with his time in Tampa, that that roster was really bad. Uh, is he in a better situation with Atlanta, and is it is Atlanta in a good situation with Morris? A couple of things. I do like to hire a lot more than apparently most people do. I, I, it sounds like I'm in the minority um, just from – and I guess we can't trust Twitter, but um, – <laughs> I like to hire a lot. Josh Kendall, uh, who covers the Falcons for us, we had just had him on our show this morning uh, here in Macon. He likes it. And he said what you said is 
Raheem Morris is not the same coach that he was when he was the Bucks coach. That was a long time ago in 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 NFL days and years. I mean, that's that that's more than a decade ago. And he has said, "Look, I was probably a little immature. That led to some of the problems." Your point is is accurate. The roster was a disaster. Um, so that all added up to not having success. I don't think the Falcons roster is the problem. I, now, they've got to do something about the quarterback situation. And I missed on Desmond Ritter. I, I thought Desmond Ritter was going to be a good, solid quarterback, uh, would do a good job. I don't think he's a superstar by any means, but he's been a mess. Now, can he be fixed? I, I absolutely think he can, but they've got to upgrade either the, the the quarterback itself or they've got to upgrade his play and have him be better coached. And we'll see. But, uh, look, I, I think it's a good hire. I love the fact that if it's true that Rich McKay is not going to be involved in the football <laughs> operations anymore, I think that's a big piece of the puzzle. If he's not involved and you let Terry Fontenot and, and Raheem Morris run this thing, I think they've got a chance to do something, especially in that division. There's not a lot of powerhouse teams in that division right now. So, And, and we know how things turn quickly in the NFL. They do. But I do think they've got a chance in that division to, to be really good next year and, and probably win the division the next couple of years with this head coach and this GM. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting. The Falcons, I don't believe, are in full rebuild. I, I think they're you know, no. kind of like maybe halfway there, if you want to call it that. I mean, they've got to get that quarterback position right, but they've already taken some steps to start to build the roster back. So if he can, you know, work with Terry Fontenot and, and they can get along and everybody can have the same vision, I I think it could work. And, you know, I don't mean that, that Atlanta's going to the Super Bowl in the next three years, but getting the roster back to a competitive, consistently competitive uh, level, I think is doable under Raheem Morris. Now, would you rather have had Bill Belichick? Maybe so, depending on your your outlook. But I, I don't think this is a bad hire. I, I think Morris is well respected in a lot of NFL circles. To your point, I do, and you see what the former players have said. Look at Jalen Ramsey's response on social media. Les Snead, the GM with the Rams, what he said about Raheem Morris. He's very highly respected. And again, he, Brad, we've seen coaches. You mentioned Bill Belichick. We've seen coaches not succeed the first time and learn from those mistakes, and then the second time they do really well. And I'm not saying he's going to be Bill Belichick. Nobody has ever done what Bill Belichick did. But what he did with the Bucks, what Raheem did with the Bucks, will have no impact on what he does with the Falcons other than he's been in that seat before and he knows what mistakes not to make. So I'm with you. I like the hire. I think it's a really good, solid hire. It's not – the sexy hire. It's not Belichick. It's not Harbaugh. It's not even probably Ben Johnson, the OC for the Lions, who everybody's excited about and I think is going to be a good a good head coach. But I think it's a really good football hire, and I think that's what they needed. They 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 have not had that uh, in the last couple of so you know, or at least man. especially in this last cycle, they didn't have that, and they need it moving forward now. Again, I, if people hate this hire, I'm not going to call you names or tell you you're wrong. <laughs> we'll find out, right? I mean, that's why they play the that's game. Fun. And we'll find out what he, what kind of a job he's going to do. But 
it'll be interesting to see what kind of staff he puts together, who's the OC, what kind of system they want to run. There's a lot of talk that that they'll want to run that Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan offense, those, you know, and, and go with that. So we'll see. But I do like the hire just based off of what I've heard from people who know this stuff in the NFL are really, really excited about what he can bring to the Falcons. I just don't think he's the typical retread hire. I don't. That's not what I yeah. see here. That was a different era of football. It was a different team, a different roster, just a different era. I, I, I like you said, he's learned a lot. So this doesn't feel like that traditional uh, I, retread. I'll tell you this. I'm more excited about this than if they'd hired Mike Vrabel. I, oh, wow. I, I mean, that is a retread to me. I mean, hiring a guy who got fired by another franchise – Immediately, I I don't like that. I, I I think that might not work. So, and I I, I you know look, Rabel's a good coach, but they had kind of gotten stale with the with with the Titans. So, I think this is a good hire for all these reasons that we talked about. But I, I'm excited to see what Raheem brings to the table. And Brad, I I'm I'm not even a Falcons fan. And I can't tell you how excited I am that Rich McKay is not involved in the football operations anymore. I mean, look, I'm not saying Rich is is he's not a, he's not stupid. He knows football. He got that stadium built. He's you know he's done things that have helped this franchise. But it, he always seems to kind of sneak his way back into the football operations. Yeah. If that's definitely going to be not part of the equation anymore, I think the Falcons can move forward. I tend to agree with that. Daniel Shrove, TheAthletic.com, joining us live here today. Daniel, NFC, AFC Championship games. Uh, your 49ers taking on the Lions. I, it looks like Debo may play in this game. Debo Sam is going to be a huge part of anything San Francisco tries to do in this game if, he, if he's healthy. Uh, who do you like in this one, and then what do you make of the AFC side? Well, the 49ers are going to win 100 to nothing. I don't know what you're talking Spoken about. Like I, I don't fan. care if Debo plays. <laughs> no, I, Debo is a huge part of their puzzle, right? And you can see that when he doesn't play, they're searching for things. I mean, they even, you know, they, they, they like to give him the ball on the, on the sweeps, and they tried it with Juwan Jennings last week. And that's just not Juwan Jennings' game. I mean, he's, he's a good piece of the puzzle, but he's not Debo. So Debo's huge for this team. The one thing is if he can't play, at least they've had a week to game plan for it, right? And and they can be ready for it. But, no, I look, I love what the Lions have done. I love Dan Campbell. I'm really excited for Jarrett Goff, everything that they've done. But I think the 49ers, this is kind of their time, you know, and it feels like their chance to go back to the Super Bowl again. They're home. They've played well at home in the playoffs under Shanahan. Uh, you know, it feels like they kind of got the the ugly win out of their system or the ugly performance out of their system last week where they really kind of struggled uh, for a lot of that game. So I, I, I think they'll play better defensively and, and they'll and they'll win uh, on Sunday. I think it's going to be close because I love the Lions. I, the, the, the toughness and the physicality that the Lions play with is not common in the NFL. And I like to see that, and I like the way they play. The other game, I look, I, I, you, I don't know how you can count out the Chiefs until somebody takes them out. And I, we saw that last week. The Bills had a chance to, to really 
get the job done, and they and they didn't do it. And the Chiefs are not going to beat themselves. So I I, I feel like the Ravens are going to win just because of their defense, and Lamar Jackson is just so much fun to watch. But they are going to have to take out the Chiefs if they're going to get it done. I think they will, but I think we're looking at a like an all-time classic uh, in the AFC Championship game, one of those games that we're talking about five years from now. Ooh, I like all-time classics. All right, speaking of a classic, Daniel Shirley. Before we let you run, my friend, uh, I want to ask you about football schedules. Uh, the ACC released theirs. This week, anything stand out about Clemson or or Georgia Tech? Anything that's still kind of on your mind about those schedule releases and what they mean? Well, did, first off, did you just call me old by calling me a classic? <laughs> no, I think you did. No, we we we. I think <laughs> we respect what's classic. It's a classic and, for a reason. And, you're you're like a you're like a you know '78 uh, Mustang or something, Daniel. You're just a classic. I feel like a 78 Mustang. I drove a 78 Mustang. Watch yourself. No, I, um, I, the, the Clemson one, obviously the Georgia game jumps out at you. Um, but I, I think the, the home schedule is sneaky good. It's, it's, you know, there's no Notre Dame on the schedule. There's North Carolina is not on the schedule like last year. You know, none of that. But I do like the fact I think Louisville's improved. NC State, I think, is a dangerous team this year if they figure out, you know, who they're going to be at quarterback. Um, I think they've got a chance to be pretty good. Obviously, South Carolina getting South Carolina home is a big one. But I like the home schedule for sure. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that Georgia game. I, I, wish, they, I wish they could play every year. Uh, every time they play, it takes me back to the 80s games where every game was close and – you know, three games were decided by – or four games were decided by field goals in the last second, uh, including a tie where both teams missed a field goal. So that that always brings up those kinds of memories. Georgia Tech, I, look, I think Georgia Tech's schedule for them is pretty darn tough. I, you know, you go to Ireland to play Florida State, and then you wrap up against Georgia. Obviously, those are going to be really tough. But, you know, as Georgia Tech continues to try to build – Every one of the FBS teams they're playing this year went to a bowl. So they're playing a bunch of teams that are about on their same level. So I I think they've got a really good schedule as far as just competing and competition. It is interesting that Clemson is not going to California to play Stanford or or Cal. They're not traveling to Dallas to play SMU. Um, So those parts are interesting for sure. And then – Brad, we have to see how that all works out, right? All that travel, you know what what are they going to what are they going to find out this year that they can't do next year when they set the schedule because of travel? All that's going to be an interesting part of of what the ACC is moving forward. No doubt, Daniel Shirley. Enjoy our time with you as always each week. We'll catch up with you next Thursday. What's going on over at theAthletic.com dot com this weekend? Well, if I can remember, I'm so old. I, I don't know if I can remember what's coming up. So no, we've got you know we've got a lot of stuff. A lot of we're doing a lot of transfer portal winners and losers. We had our SEC today. The ACC was I think Tuesday or, or Wednesday or Thursday. Um, see, I can't remember what day it is. I'm so old. But um, a lot of a lot of college a lot of college stuff coming up. And we had a volley, pro volleyball story that we wrote today. Uh, from one of our college writers, so we've got a lot of stuff coming. We'll be getting ready for uh, the, you know, March Madness soon, and, and spring practice, and it never really ends, Brad. And that, I think that's why we love it, right? 
We do, and we love you, Daniel. Uh, I just do want to remind you, you have a child who's a college graduate now, so I, I'm just pointing things out, just stating my my, my case. Not, I'm, I'm not taking any shots at you. I'm just messing with you. And well, Daniel, he's been taking shots all morning. Me of that. My back reminds me of that when I wake up every morning, so I, I don't need you to do that. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel, for your time as always. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll catch up with you next time. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. You as well. Take care. Daniel Sherman of TheAthletic.com. When we return, NFC, AFC Championship. Who's going to win? We're going to tell you who's going to win the games. We're never wrong. We're going to tell you right after this. Calling all coffee lovers. The Dream Center is excited to announce that they have officially launched a coffee brand. They are currently offering three different flavors, Colombian, Donut Shop, and French Vanilla. The Dream Center receives $5 from each bag of coffee sold, and trust me, they're all delicious and a great way to start your morning. Purchase yours today and help make a difference. Buy online at dreamcenterpc.org or in person at their easily resale store on Calhoun Memorial Highway. Welcome to the Ingalls Table, a delicious destination with recipes galore. Need to whip up a dessert, entree, side dish? No problem. The experts from the Ingalls Table take you through it step by step with expert tips and advice along the way. Find the Ingalls Table at ingalls-markets.com or swing by the store and pick up your free copy of the Ingalls Table magazine. And let's get cooking. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Estes Heating and Air, the elite tile dealer of the upstate, is here to give you peace of mind with an exclusive offer. If cold air is blowing from your unit and your heat is on, it's time for a routine checkup. A priority customer membership with Estes Heating and Air includes two full routine services to make sure your unit is running efficiently all year long. New members enjoy $25 off the one-time membership fee. Estes Heating and Air, the elite tile dealer of the upstate. 864-718-7200. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. This is Alan Smith, owner of Smitty Smoking Soul Food in Easley. We humbly accepted the 2023 Best New Restaurant of the Upstate Award and could not have done it without our loyal guests, friends, family, and our amazing team members. Drop in this week and try our famous soul rolls, fried chicken breast, brisket, wings, and amazing sides like fried okra, five cheese mac, jalapeno cheddar cornbread, and so much more. Just like Grandma made it, visit Smitty's at 5284 Calhoun Memorial Highway in Easley. We'll see you soon. Hi, everybody. I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. 
Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve, along with great rates, loans, for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations, or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax, go Tigers! Federally insured by NCUA, membership qualification required, terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Baseball and softball just right around the corner for us. Both will get started here in February. The Atlantic Coast Conference released the ACC softball coaches poll yesterday. Clemson and Duke both tied for second place in the poll. Each team received one first place vote and 128 points. Florida State sat atop the poll with 10 first place votes and 141 points. Valerie Cagle was named as one of the preseason pitchers of the year, and she was also named as the designated player utility player in the Atlantic Coast Conference. It'll be gymnastics back in action this evening as they will swing to Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina in an ACC meet. Everything there will get underway at 730. Remember, the next home meet for gymnastics will be on February the 2nd, a home meet against the Wolfpack of NC State. That will start at 7 p.m. Tickets are still available. And, of course, basketball tomorrow. The men's team on the road as they will be traveling to Durham to take on the Duke Blue Devils. Clemson won their last game on the road in Tallahassee. Can they make it two in a row on the road inside the Atlantic Coast Conference? Well, we'll find out. Airtime for us on Network Line will be at 3.30 for the 4 o'clock tip. Hope that you can join us. As always, go Tigers! Powered by UpCountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. So, what team will Bandwagon Brad pick this week? The nation's top bandwagon fans will be making their decision on what team to follow. What team will John scoff at? Did you just say scoff? Yes, I was scoffing. That's how you scoff. No, it's not. Tune in each weekday morning from 9 till noon on the Press Box, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. I didn't put him up to that, just for all those who are about to text in. What? It's a great lead-in to the AFC Championship game, Sunday, 3 p.m., from Baltimore, the Ravens, hosting the Kansas City I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Uh, you, can, you can only host at home, by the way, so I don't know why I use both those words. Uh, this is a big game. I feel I feel like this is the beginning of something between these two quarterbacks and this these two teams. They haven't played since twenty twenty one. They're they're not all that accustomed to each other. Oddly enough, uh, at this point, I I believe that's going to be um, a past. I believe they're going to be seeing each other a lot in the future, and of course in the present on Sunday. Let's start with this game here, John. Then we'll move over to the NFC. What's the big storyline to you? What, I'll tell you what. What's a bigger storyline to you? The I'm not talking X's and O's yet, but is it the quarterback battle? And is you know, can Lamar be the one who trumps Mahomes? Or is there 
something else here? Like, uh, you know, the Baltimore defense is just that amazing, and Mike McDonald's a phenomenal coordinator, and all that kind of stuff. What's what's the biggest storyline? It's the it's the quarterback battle. It's Lamar versus Mahomes. That's huge. And I also like to your point. I want this to become a thing. Now, obviously, I don't want the the Ravens to be winning the AFC North every year because I'd like that to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I would be okay if this became the 2020s version of Brady versus Manning or, you know, any like... We've had Mahomes versus Allen the last few years. Yeah, exactly. Or Mahomes and Burrow or, yeah, I just, I want this to be, because these are two of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, I would like to see this matchup happen, happen more often. I tend to agree. Uh, I I am a big Lamar fan. I'm a big fan of both these quarterbacks. Have been a Lamar Jackson supporter for a while. I don't like the Ravens. That's what that's what stinks. Is that it's not a team I don't I don't want to pull for. But preach. I completely agree with you there. But I I, I just, like and respect Lamar Jackson, but I don't like the Ravens because I'm a fan of the Steelers. Would you say that Lamar's been through a lot in his NFL career? Yeah. He was doubted from the beginning. He's still doubted. He was the yeah. He was the last quarterback taken in the first round. He had those other guys ahead of him, and you know, I keep people said he should have been a receiver. I still can't get over that. I, st- I to this day blows my mind. Of course, there were people that said two years ago that Patrick Mahomes really wasn't any good. So I, Brad, there were people this season that were saying Patrick Mahomes isn't any good. That's a false narrative. But Lamar's done a lot to get to this point. You know, and, and he's done it. He's just an unconventional quarterback. He isn't going to drop back and throw the ball 45 times in the pocket the way we think the game should be played. No, the game's changed. Mahomes doesn't stay in the pocket. Oh, gosh, no. Some of his best plays are when he's out of the pocket. He's, I mean, Brad, the clip of him in that Super Bowl going four horizontal in the air and just having an incomplete pass went viral for a year. Yeah. It's because he likes to get out of the pocket. I would argue that the other game has the two pocket passers. Definitely. Yeah, I don't think either of these guys are going to be staying in the pocket much. But if we're rating ranking quarterbacks like we did the other day, kind of, the three of the best quarterbacks in the league, I think Mahomes, Allen, and Lamar, put them in whatever order you want, but they're all three outside-the-pocket players. That's where they create the most havoc for defenses. They all three do it in a different way. Allen is power. You know, he's going to run it with power and strength. Lamar is speed and elusiveness. And then Mahomes is creativity, just making something happen. Especially with elusiveness, too. I mean, the way that guy can just scramble and create oh. and give himself that extra half second to get the ball off. And, and when he runs out of the pocket, you don't think he's that fast, but he always gets needed yards and he always gets out of bounds or slides. He never puts his body at risk of taking unnecessary hit. He's very smart. Texter gets on the Adams Co. Roofing text line. Mahomes is deceptively fast. The fastest slow guy. That's a great way to put it. You're like, wait, like you see the angles and, and he runs by the defense toward the sideline and gets eight or nine yards. And you're like, he should have had like five. What 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 is going on here? Because he is. He's deceptively fast. He's just smart. He's a smart runner. He understands angles. Well, geometry. His field vision is just... I don't know if there's anybody who can see the field better than Patrick Mahomes right now. Probably so. And I don't know if there's a quarterback in the NFL that's harder for a defensive coordinator to game plan around than Lamar Jackson. Like, Mahomes, you just go, okay, he's he's just going to figure me out. At some point in the game, he's going to figure me out. You know, Allen, 
He's so good. He's just going to make those throws. I, I can't defend. But Lamar, you're going, why can't I stop this? Why? Because he just he puts so much pressure on your linebackers and your safeties. They're always going, oh, look, got to look, got to look, got to look, got to look. Your eyes have got to always be on Lamar. You know, you, so Bernie for 30, 40 yards. You bring up eye discipline. And I think that's a very big point, especially with the announcement earlier this morning that Mark Andrews, the Ravens tight end, is going to be playing in this game. That's the news out of Baltimore this morning. How much is he going to be a factor? How much is he a decoy? I don't know. But that's one more thing you have to account for if you're the Kansas City defense. But the line hasn't really shifted since that news came out, so that may have already been baked into the number. I I think one of the big reasons this year versus years past is what has made Lamar Jackson so unstoppable. I think it's Zay Flowers. I think that's a great point. I think that you have an explosive, dynamic wide receiver one which they have not had since he has been in Baltimore. They've had a lot of wide receiver twos, but they've never had a guy. You can throw short, you can throw long. Whichever way, he's going to burn people. And I think he is a really good counter to Lamar when he is scrambling, trying to make things happen behind the lines of scrimmage. Zay Flowers is really good in that moment of being like, oh, i got to get open. i got to go find a spot right now. Yeah, and he's, he's very good at that. I mean, he was able to be a first-round pick with Phil Dracovic as his quarterback. If Andrews were healthy enough to make a true pact in this game, this might be a blowout. Like, he's he's that much of a difference maker. Especially to, to the, that with the way that Isaiah likely has right, improved combined. his play yes, since combined. Andrews has gone out. Yeah. I, I'm i not saying he's going to be that healthy. Who knows? He could end up being a decoy. We've seen that plenty of times in situations like this. But he tried to get out there last week. Just, just, couldn't, just couldn't pull it off. Maybe he gets out there this week and affects... Kansas City's game. All right, let's approach this from the Baltimore offensive standpoint. What are they going to do to Kansas City that's so tough? I think you're not going to see a Baltimore team do what they did last week. Last week, they played Houston. D'Amico Ryan's not a blitzer. said, I'm blitzing every time on Lamar. I'm just bringing it every time I can. And it and Baltimore tried to sort of play a slow game, and it disrupted them, and it sped them up, and it wasn't what they wanted to do. So they it took a while to digest the changes they wanted to make. But they came out in the second half, and they said, okay, they want us to play fast. Let's show them how to play fast. So they started getting the ball out of Lamar's hands immediately. And Ryan's had no answer. It was a lot of quick, short throws, get rid of the ball, let guys create. You want to bring those blitzers? We're going to take away where you're leaving the holes in the field. We're going to take advantage of it. And Ryan's didn't have another pitch to go to, and Baltimore blew him out in the second half. I don't think they start that way this time. I don't think they want to start slow and just see how the game goes and make adjustments. I think they want to be more aggressive. I think you see some of those short throws. You see them try to get Zay Flowers in some screens and and, and do some different things on the on the short end, turn try turn those in explosive plays and sort of soften up Kansas City from that area. And I tell you, Willie Gay may not play in this game. Willie Gay may suit up and not play very much in this game. He got banged up last week yeah. against Baltimore. I mean against uh, Buffalo. When he left the game, Josh Allen started running the ball. That's going to affect the interior. And so if he's not in the game, there's going to be a hole or two for Lamar to really exploit. So watch out for that in this one. You know, I like the the plan you laid out there. Because I also think if you try to go more downhill, run the football to start, and then build onto everything else, you're kind of playing into Chris Jones. Don't run at Chris Jones. So, with that, but that's what I mean. But to your point, yeah. If you can start this game with the quick passes outside, 
to make that an extension of your running game, get things out on the perimeter, you're going to soften the Chris Jones impact on the game. Yep. And I think if you can take him out of the game for this Kansas City defense, Baltimore's going to win the game. Kansas City thrives on defense because they can get very comfortable and figure out what you're doing and you're not changing it up so they can just stay in what they want to do. I, I think you've got to come out aggressive if you're Baltimore. Force them to make changes immediately, not get comfortable, but have to adjust on the fly in the first half. Don't don't go to the locker room and make adjustments. Be be willing to pivot quickly if you're Baltimore with whatever you're doing and be aggressive and on the attack. I think you can pull that off against Kansas City. Uh, what about the other side of this? Kansas City with the ball against that stout Ravens defense, probably best in the league this year overall. Yeah. Uh, they they can be had, I think, in the inside run game. Pacheco ran like a madman last week. It was a massive factor. I tell you what concerns me for, for Kansas City here. Who did they really beat the last few weeks to get to this point? The offenses, I mean, the, the, the defenses they played, Buffalo was beat up. They had no linebackers by the time they got to that game last week. Um Miami in the frozen tundra wasn't going to go, they weren't going to pressure Mahomes. I mean that that game was over in the first quarter. You could yeah. tell who won that game. They they were going to get to him. This is going to be a little bit different though, John. This is this is a real defense Kansas City. So some of the things Kansas City's done the last what I mean is what they've done the last 2 weeks, some of those things will not just automatically be successful against this defense. And Andy Reid's going to have to pivot a little bit. I think you see Kansas City do some similar things with short throws, getting the ball out early. Both teams need to test the other's outside game, you know, and see how much speed you have. Soften them up a little bit, and then you come back with the inside stuff. You run the ball inside, you throw the ball across the middle, that kind of thing. I, I think Kansas City's going to want to do some very similar things to that as well. Mahomes is so good, John. He's just so good. He's catching points here. You don't make a living going against Mahomes. Who do you got in this one? I'm going to give you Kansas City plus points and as an outright winner. Look at you. Backing Swift. I mean, uh, the Chiefs and Kelsey. Who's who's the impact player then for, not, not name Mahomes. We all know it all goes through him. But who's the impact player? Jones up front. And that defensive line. Okay, you think that's the difference? if he can, if Jones can come out here and mess up Tyler Lindenbaum and you know Clemson Tiger John Simpson, and if he can really cause problems on the interior of that line and is causing Lamar to have to initially once the ball is snapped have to already start moving around, hmm. rush some of those throws, rush some of those decisions. I think he is the the key for the Kansas City Chiefs. Total's only four to four, 44 and a half, so it tells you it's not supposed to be a super high-scoring game. I, I, I think we could see some points to be had here. I, I, I lean the over. For Kansas City, I think Pacheco's the key. If they can continue to get – if he gets those seven, eight yards, it changes everything. I mean, three yards and seven yards, the playbook is wide open for Mahomes when Pacheco goes first and ten – Seven yard run, and now you do whatever you want. I that that's a big concern about Baltimore. I've got to stop that inside rush in that inside zone run that they do. That being said, I just think this is Lamar's time. I think this defense is vastly better than what Kansas City's gone up against. I think not having receivers other than Rice and and Kelsey are going to hurt 
you know, Baltimore, hurt Kansas City. I think Baltimore will stick Kyle Hamilton on Kelsey. And the Rice may get him here and there, but there's just nobody else they're going to fear because Valdez Scanlon doesn't, doesn't catch the ball well. So, and in the cold weather and all that, I think I think Baltimore's going to get it done. I'm, I'm going to back the Ravens in this one. We'll c- tackle the NFC after this. Samantha Porter, environmental educator, ready to encourage you. Pizza boxes, shipping and packaging boxes, appliance boxes are all examples of cardboard that is easy to recycle. Did you know that every school in Anderson County recycles their cardboard? And you can too. Did you know that cardboard generates the most recycling dollars, which allows our convenience centers to remain open and free to our residents? Anderson County Solid Waste is here to serve and help. 260-1001. Do, 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 do. Hey, what you gonna do when you gotta pee? You're gonna call Royal Flush at 238-8800. We've got your porta potties. We've got your event trailers too. Call Royal Flush at 864-238-8800 or visit them online at royalflushtoiletrental.com. We'll even pump your septic tank for you. Call Royal Flush because we're the king and queen of clean. So what have you got to do, 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 do? Call Royal Flush. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. But Thompson King Law Firm, 222-0200. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864 641 0176 or visit cantyconfixit.com Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor's. Craft Stove Store and Patio. New Year, New You. You've been thinking about it, I know, because I was there too. I thought about it for years, and then I did it, and within a few weeks, dropped some big pounds, and I never looked back. Any time to start is a good time, but now is a great time to start something good and new. With the holidays in the rearview mirror at the start of 2024, there's no better time than now, and only you can do it. Reach out to our friends, Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss. It all starts in the kitchen, and they'll get you dropping all your excess weight and keep it off for life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com Hey guys, it's time to reclaim that alpha feeling. If you've been feeling sluggish, carrying extra weight, or missing a step in the bedroom, it's time for a change. Book an appointment today at Low Country Mail. Our concierge testosterone replacement therapy plans start at just $220 a month, covering testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We also offer growth hormone replacement and top-notch anti-aging plans. Let's make men men again. Book today at lowcountrymail.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. 
With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders, and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less. Choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi. Proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or North Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. The ugly truth is when you buy a timeshare, you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. I recently helped a couple that had their maintenance fees go from $800 to $3,200 a year. They also received a $4,000 assessment for a hurricane that was over 1,000 miles away. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. Call 800-414-7272. That's 800-414-7272. 800-414-7272. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to The Roar after you run your errands. Using our app or website, download The Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. the final segment of the week here on Press Box 654. We'll go to the phone lines in just a moment. I want to run through this real quick, John. This is what Baltimore did to good teams this year. Now, how you want to classify good is up to you. I'm going to go with the caveat of playoff teams. All right? All right, what you got? They lost your Steelers twice. One of them I don't count. Week 18. They benched everybody. I'm sorry. I heard the Steelers swept the Ravens. That's all I heard. That's all you heard. They beat the Dolphins 56-19. to They beat the 49ers who were playing on Sunday 33-19. to They beat the Rams in overtime 37-31 on that punt return. That was a wild game in overtime. Uh, they split with Cleveland, losing by two in one showing and then winning 28-3 to in another. Sorry, Falcons fans. Dang. And they beat Houston 25-9 to in week one. Crushed them. They beat... Seattle made the playoffs, right? They were a... Yeah. Did they? I thought they did. I can't remember. 37-3. to They smashed. Like, just flat out whipped a lot of really... What we called good teams. Now, they didn't play the Chiefs in the regular season. They didn't play... The Bills in the regular season. And they, they couldn't beat Mason Rudolph. And they could not beat Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers in two attempts. I think he only played one of those attempts. But they couldn't beat them. But still, they beat, I mean, the 49ers, 33-19. Remember that game? The whole world was watching. It was oh, a yeah. huge buildup. They were a huge underdog on the road. And they smashed. I say huge. Six and a half points. Feels huge in a meeting between the two best teams in the NFL. In the NFL, that's a big line. Yeah. Can they do the same to Kansas City? I think they can. 
I am backing Baltimore, and I don't do this very often. I don't go against Mahomes. Remember last year, Super Bowl, UN Eagles? I said, no, no, no. Mahomes is an underdog. You don't you don't make money fading Mahomes in the playoffs. Don't do it. And you're going to fade Mahomes. But at this time, I'm going to fade Mahomes. Situation. Matchup. This is a tough team. It's a really, really good Baltimore team. Oh, no doubt about that. Does this? I mean, this is the best Baltimore team since Lamar Jackson's been in the league. Just think about this for a moment as we think about the NFC Championship game. Is the winner of this game the Super Bowl champ? The winner of the AFC. Let's go to Ray and Greer. He's up. Hey, Ray, how are you? Hey, Brad. Hey, I just want to talk about the basketball game tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I heard the guest on earlier. And he's talking about uh, Shefflin playing playing on Mitchell, and I watched Duke a little bit this year. Man, that guy is athletic. He's long. I would rather put Wiggins or even Godfrey on him to start the game because I'm afraid Shefflin's going to get a couple of early fouls, and then we're, you know he's lost for the rest of the half. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think that's certainly a a problem. Uh, that going into the game, that that's a major concern. He is. He he's going to give Chef on some problems. He gives a lot of people uh, problems with how athletic he is playing. You know, more of the four now when he played the three yeah. last year. So uh, I, I I get what you're saying, but I mean, what what happens then? Who's Chef going to get matched up with? He's going to, have to play a three. I don't I don't think he can athletically you know go out and guard the perimeter to that degree. Plus, you take him away from the basket. With rebounding, I, I think you just sort of have to live with it and hope he doesn't get in those fouls. And then, you know, maybe Filipowski and and PJ Hall just sort of, you know, neutralize each other to a certain degree or keep each other from getting yeah. fouls. You know that I'm I'm kind of hoping that's what happens is that, is that they they sort of lay off each other because they don't want to get in foul trouble and it's just an offensive shootout between Hall and Filipowski. That <laughs> yeah. make for an entertaining game. Yeah, I just hope Shelton doesn't get in foul trouble because a lot of times. He's a, he's a lot. He's more important than PJ Howell a lot of games and for certain stretches of the game with his offense with his offensive rebounding and all that. But uh, anyway, I thought the other out. Thanks. Yep, thank you, Ray. I I think Shefflin has a different impact, but it is nonetheless an important impact in the game. Yeah, I'd agree with that. No, I don't think you have the success you've had this year without Ian Shefflin. You like he's got to do so much of the you know the rebound, the dirty work, and all that stuff. Yeah, I I just don't think there's a good matchup. I don't. I'm not taking Chef one away from the basket. I'm not either. His his. I, his I get where I get where Ray's coming from. Though. I get the point he's trying to make. I just personally would. I think Ian's best served down low, trying to get as many rebounds as possible. You might switch it up. You know, you may not go with the same look all the time. Uh, what, do you buy my idea of Hall and Filipowski? Neither one of them wants to get in foul trouble. So uh, I, I of, buy that neither of them wants to get into foul trouble. But Brad, they're not. We're they're going not, to Durham. They're not just playing against each other. PJ's got to worry about the rest. Just as much got to worry about Filipowski. I mean, PJ's already walking in with two. One on two. One player against two two opponents. Yep. <laughs> it's a marvel. As is game. tradition <laughs> in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Unlike any other. Actually, it's, it seems to be a trend, but, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Trend, tradition, it's all the same <laughs> thing. Uh, do you have? Would you like to offer a pick on that game? What's the line? Do we have a line no, yet? No, we don't have a line yet. I really like Clemson's chances here. I'm now, I'm worried. I am I am a little you know, apprehensive. It is going up to Duke and getting a win. It's a thing that is difficult to do. But I like the fact that the Tigers have had the week off. 
I think that the leg's got to be feeling refreshed, revitalized. And if if they're going to go on a run to the point that you've been kind of predicting that the Tigers are about to go on a run, I think you've got to start it here. Because of what it signifies beating Duke on the road, like by next week beating Louisville at home, I, that's not the kind of thing that really kickstarts a whole bunch of momentum. Yeah. A 9 o'clock midweek game against Louisville is not going to do that. But national television on the four-letter network on Saturday afternoon in Durham, that could do it for you. I don't know what the line's going to be. I mean, I, I would think it's Duke by six. If it's that many, I am definitely taking Clemson. And the higher it is, the, the more I'm comfortable I'd be with Duke. Oh, really? Winning, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it could be in that five and a half, six range. Potentially, I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be double digits. Like, Duke was a 12 and a half point favorite against Pitt where they lost outright at home. I don't think it won't be that high. No. But it might be six or seven. Might be at least half of that. Kind of want to see what the line is before I figure out. Of course you do. Uh, Give me, you know what? Been hitting around it all week. I think Clemson has a chance. So why not? I'll pick them. Give me the Tigers. Pull off the upset in Durham tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Mm, That's not going to bite us on Monday's show. Not a chance, but we'll be here Monday at 9 a.m. to talk about it. Never has. Speaking of making a pick, John, Detroit-San Francisco, the NFC Championship game. Uh, do you feel like what I said earlier could be the case? The winner of the AFC is, is going to win the Super Bowl? I, I tend to. I'm leaning that way right now. Same here. I, I know that sounds like we're disrespecting San Francisco a little bit. Do they get by the Lions? And if they do, what's the key? Ooh. Um, I think they do. Now, full disclosure, I will be pulling for the Lions Sunday evening be cheering hard for Dan Campbell and his squad, but I, I do think San Francisco comes out victorious here. I think it looks like Debo Samuel's going to play. He was a full participant in practice the last couple days. I don't know. I just I think San Francisco is going to be able to, I think, win the lines of scrimmage battle. Okay. And I think that's where this game is going to be decided, is down in the trenches. Okay. So I, th- um, I think both teams present really good challenges on both lines of scrimmage. But I just I think Christian McCaffrey, I think all the star power in San Francisco is just going to be a little too much for Detroit to overcome. You know what Detroit's path is here. It's the physicality. It's running the football. It's getting San Francisco to have to commit more players to stopping the run and loading the box, and that's going to open things up for those really good receivers. And, and Jared Goff, I... I think Detroit will run the ball well in this game because I think San Francisco showed last week by what Aaron Jones did to them. They can be had a little bit. But I also think Green Bay tries to run the ball by by throwing it, and then they run it. I think Detroit's just going to come out and play smash-mouth football out the gate and see if San Francisco is ready for the challenge or not. And if they are, then Detroit doesn't have another pitch to go to, in my opinion. They, they don't want Jared Goff throwing the ball 45 times in this game. That would be a recipe for an L. Uh, offensively, if, if Debo's healthy enough, I don't think he's got to be 100%. He's going to affect what the defense does. He's going to keep Detroit guessing on where he's lining up and what the look is. I mean, they use Debo Samuel to tell Brock Purdy what the defense is going to do pre-snap because you are always focused on 19. As a defense you better team. be. <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to get cooked. 
Yeah, I mean, you. He, but you are like you. If he goes that way, you're going to follow him. You know, what I mean, like you, you reveal kind of what you're going to do by how they move Debo around. Yes, by who follows him. So he's going to be out there, in my opinion, regardless. How much effectiveness he has, we don't know. How can he, if he takes a hit on that shoulder early in the game, can he stay in? Can he get a shot and come back in? I don't think they'll be doing any of the Debo Samuel at running back stuff they used to do in this game. But they got to do the short screen game stuff to him. You have to. Yeah, it's your bread and butter. You have to do it. He is as feared a downhill runner as there is in the entire NFL. Nobody wants to get in his way and try to tackle that guy. And to his detriment, it leads to some injuries, right? You're you're initiating hits. There's a greater chance that you're going to injure yourself. Sure. But you can't take that out of him. It's just what he does. It's who he is. He wouldn't be Debo Samuel if he took that out away from his game. He's my he's my favorite individual player in this game that I think can affect the game the most. I just don't know how healthy he truly is. Mine is uh, left tackle Trent Williams. I think watching him going up against Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a lot of fun. It really is. That is a great battle. That's old school, new school battle. Trent, Trent he's been doing this forever, ever and ever and ever. And Hutchinson's the new guy on the scene, wreaking havoc, getting in the backfield. God, that's going to be a great matchup to watch. I think I, I think San Francisco wins the game. I, I think I would take Detroit plus the seven and a half. I, I would as well. Um, I, I agree with you. I think San Francisco edges this thing out late in the fourth. So you think we're going to get Kansas City Niners? I think we're going to get Ravens Niners. Either way, that's a good Super Bowl matchup to me. I would be excited for the next two weeks of whoever comes out of the AFC game against San Francisco. I think that's a good two weeks of hyping up the Super Bowl. But your heart says Lions. 100%. That's who I'm pulling for to win the whole thing at this point. Clearly your heart says Swift. Which one, though? (laughs) Not the one who's currently sitting on the couch. I'm going to go with the Swift who's currently in the playoffs. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Taylor. That, that's that. That's yours. Uh, well, it's the only. I mean, DeAndre Swift's not playing. No, no, he's not. Eagles got win. bounced. I'm just looking forward to a great, great Sunday. This is my favorite Sunday of the year. Uh, the, the what's on the line, the stakes, and everything. To me, it's more fun than the Super Bowl. What's on the plate? It's a good question. I haven't figured that out yet. You haven't figured out the menu yet? No, I've, I've been figuring out the Super Bowl menu. I got some hot sauce for Christmas. I'm going to use to make a good wing sauce. Ooh, talk to me now. Yeah, it's a sweet bourbon sauce. It's not really that spicy, but man, it's got a ton of flavor behind it. Got to use that to make some wings. I don't. I'm not ready to break out wings for, for Sunday. We'll see. Not, not conference championship day. The wings are safe for the Super Bowl. Yeah, the 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 menu's low key on championship Sunday. On the it's NFL not about going time. above and beyond. It's just about efficiency. <laughs> it's about football. Everything else is the Super Bowl. The pomp, the circumstance, all all that stuff. That that's the Super Bowl. Okay, just, want, just didn't know if you were going to try to you know dress it up a little bit nah, here. Nah, this is this is this is business. We're going we're we're to stand on this. some business here. <laughs> All right, Drinkwitz, we're going to stand on some business on Sunday. Um, you looking forward to it? I cannot wait for this weekend. It's a great sports weekend. Clemson basketball, three thirty pregame, four o'clock tip tomorrow afternoon. Great uh, title games on Sunday. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to Monday to breaking it all down. Out of Bounds coming up next. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. Take care. Talk to you Monday. WCCP-FM 105.5. Clemson, Greenville-Anderson. WAHT AM 1560 Cowpens. 97.